Okay, so Johnny's no longer with NXT. So he's not wrestling. So we can't call him Johnny Wrestling. But he's also streaming. So do we start calling him Johnny Streaming? Or Johnny Gaming? Or Johnny... I, I guess dreaming? I'm sure he has dreams. But he's also having a child, so is he Johnny Conceiving? Or Johnny Birthing and Surfing? I'm, I'm sure he, like, surfs the web. It's the internet. It's the wrestling industry. So is he, like, Johnny... Something? I don't know what Johnny is! Can somebody tell me what Johnny is?! Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends! Welcome to this new and, I guess, exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane! My name is Connor, and the heart and soul that would never take my throne has officially left as Johnny Gargano, the... Chrome heart, rebel heart, cheese man heart, I guess. A lot of his theme songs had heart in it, weirdly enough. I guess when you're called the heart and soul of NXT, it's not that weird, but it is. Yes, in case you've been living under the rock the past, I'd say, week or two, Johnny Gargano has let his contract expire and he has officially left NXT in what can only really be described as a truly... Heart-shattering moment. I don't know how many heart puns I could use for this. But it it honestly shook me to the core to a bit. So much so that I went on a huge Johnny Gargano wrestling match binge. I watched him with Tommaso Ciampa take on The Revival, NXT TakeOver Toronto. Him versus Pete Dunne in a very underrated match, I think, in like... uh. It's like back when Pete Dunne was the United Kingdom champion. It was on like one of those like pre-shows before the takeover. It, it was very good for like a 10 minute match. Very fun. But when you have the caliber of those two people, why wouldn't it be? Of course, the Gargano Champa trilogy. You know, I feel like even the way was a very fun time. I am generally going to really miss Johnny Gargano because... You know, at the time, 1.0 to 2.0, it didn't really affect me as much. But, you know, seeing a guy like Johnny Gargano, truly, like, one of your big pillars of NXT go, it's it's really heartbreaking. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible to see that happen. Even if you, like, want to say, oh, Johnny Gargano to AEW confirmed, he has such a, like, fond, nostalgic history of NXT, it's almost just, it's reaffirming the stuff that we've already seen with NXT 2.0, is that it's this complete overhaul of NXT. And, you know, there, there's some stuff that's good about it. Braun Breaker is fun. Uh, Braun Breaker is fun. <laughs> but, I, I'm sure I can name stuff more off the top of my head, but yeah, seeing a guy like Johnny who could really, like, benefit all the younger talent there, it, it just feels really sad to see. And considering that, you know, according to reports, so take it to, with a grain of salt, I believe it was on Wrestling Observer, uh, I think Fightful reported it as well, that Johnny Gargano was reportedly having several options to re-sign, but he kept on delaying it until this point. 
until he got a contract extension for War Games and that episode of NXT where he was uh, tagged by Grayson Waller. We will get to Grayson Waller, <laughs> but it it generally made me think like, would there have been like plans in place for a you know Johnny Gargano leaving? type of thing that wasn't just like a one-off line from Champa at Wargame saying this is Johnny's night because the story wasn't really like Johnny's night it was 1.0 versus 2.0 and it really got me thinking with a guy like Johnny Gargano should there have been or could there have been a big wrestling send-off for him because I think for a lot of people Johnny Gargano is the I guess the face of NXT. He's the guy who exemplified from when he came in to when he came out. A guy who followed the philosophy of NXT 1.0. Which was that if opportunity is there, make the most of it. He came from DIY where he wasn't even signed to you know that eventual singles run. Where he had some incredible matches. To being the first ever Triple Crown winner in NXT's history. And we'll go over the history in further detail in a few minutes, but, you know, he's had such an incredible career down in NXT, it's hard to see where he goes next. And I feel it's only really, like, perfect to really talk and potentially book what those final few months could have been if we really focused on Johnny Gargano, what he could have done for the younger talent, what we could have tied up in the whole Johnny Gargano story arc from NXT, and maybe even where he can go beyond that. So, with all of that pre-ramble out of the way, all of this random talking about probably one of my favourite wrestlers currently working, uh, let's discuss, or at least summarise, Johnny Gargano's time in NXT in about four minutes. Yeah, let's get into this. So debuting on the inaugural Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, Johnny Gargano would debut alongside Tommaso Ciampa in a tag team that would later be coined as DIY, defeating Bull Dempsey and Tyler Breeze. They would eventually go on to the quarterfinals where they would lose to Baron Corbin and Rhino? I remember this team, but it's very weird to look back at it. As they would eventually go off and have a couple of singles matches and tag team encounters before they would eventually face each other in the Cruiserweight Classic. Gargano would eventually defeat Tommaso Ciampa in the Cruiserweight Classic until he would eventually lose to the eventual winner, TJ Perkins. Their tag team notoriety would eventually increase until DIY earned themselves a tag team title shot against the Revival at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. DIY would unfortunately lose, but eventually claim the belt at NXT TakeOver Toronto. During this period, they would defend the titles on and off until they would eventually drop the belts to the Authors of Pain. They would have a back and forth with the Authors of Pain and DIY for several months until the eventual NXT TakeOver Chicago show. Ooh! Where in this climactic ladder match that showed off the true love for tag team wrestling at the time. DIY would eventually lose the office of pain. I nearly got that wrong! 
where Tommaso Ciampa would, of course, eventually turn on Johnny Gargano. It was sad. We all nearly cried. And then Ciampa got a flipping leg injury. During this, Gargano would have a bunch of one-off singles matches and feuds with the likes of Andrade C and Olmos, Pete Dunne, and others until he would eventually become number one contender for the NXT Championship, where he would eventually face the formerly said Andrade C and Olmos for the NXT Championship, in which was, I can certainly say, an absolute banger. During this, uh, guess who'd come and return? Uh, Tommaso Ciampa came back, and we started the Ciampa and Gargano feud at TakeOver New Orleans in a unsanctioned match. Gargano would eventually pick up the win, and then trade victories with the said Ciampa at NXT TakeOver. Oh my god, Chicago 2! There we go, Chicago 2. It was also during this period that Gargano would inadvertently pull a Uno reverse card, where he would cost Alistair Black the NXT Championship to Tommaso Ciampa on a random episode of NXT. This would eventually lead to Gargano and Ciampa's last man standing match at TakeOver Brooklyn 4, almost said 3, and with it would also spiral into a potential heel turn for the character against Alistair Black. They would have several matches in which Gargano would no not get the better of Mr. Alistair Black, and would eventually claim the NXT North American title over Ricochet. He would quickly lose the belt to Name Redacted and and would find himself potentially facing Champer again until he got injured. F! So during this, Gargano would eventually win the NXT title, have a gradual feud with Mr. Adam Cole over the NXT Championship in which he would lose the belt. And with it, I only realized we only really covered that part of his story. So I'm just going to quickly summarize the rest as the music ends. So... Yes, uh, we've actually got the next part of the Gargano Champa story where Gargano would turn on Champa. We will get the development of the way between Gargano, Candice LeRae turning heel, and also Austin Fury, Indy Hartwell. The whole index story with, oh, they're getting married, but I don't want to get married, but that's the thing. They're getting married. And then at this point, we got to NXT 2.0 and several North American title runs later where we had the eventual NXT TakeOver War Games match, where, well, it wasn't TakeOver, but it was War Games, where they said, oh, this is Johnny's time. Johnny gave this very heartfelt speech. They got beat up by Grayson Waller. Honestly, I'm kind of glad that the music of this kind of died out because it got beat up by Grayson Waller. <laughs> so, as we've already stated here, by me barely struggling to get that into the four-minute mark, Johnny's had an incredibly good career in NXT. It's been great, barring maybe a couple hills and troughs. He's had mostly a time in NXT where he was mostly considered a top guy in the promotion or just a key figure. Gargano hasn't had a bad time in NXT. Not even the final bit of Index. Great featured, consistently featured on television. But the last bit is a bit iffy, if we're honest. He had a couple of notable matches, say the stuff with like Carmelo Hayes, which I didn't really summarize at that point. We had the thing with Grayson Waller, which kind of came out of nowhere. Like not much was really built off of it. it felt like it was just kind of added in for Johnny to get beaten up on the way out, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, I, I don't believe that you're really going to do much with Grayson Waller. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. 
maybe this was the thing that they needed with Grayson Waller, but I it feels like such an odd choice. Uh, maybe better yet, an inspired choice is a better way of putting it. And it's very questionable to a point where I feel like there's so much you can do with a Johnny Gargano leaving NXT and the impact it would have on the whole roster. So let's get into the whole thought process of this because my mind is already spinning circles here. So let's talk about a little thing I like to call the tagline. So for those of you who have never listened to this podcast, the tagline is basically my summary of what I plan to do with insert wrestler or wrestlers of the week. And it is a bit of a doozy. Think of it like a summary that you would see on Netflix, your Crunchyroll subscription, your Amazon thing, your Twitch thing. I don't know what you do with your lives. But you likely have a summary there, which I will hope to replicate in this very short exchange. So without further ado, fictional friends, please give me your energy as I attempt to give you my basic summary of what I plan to do with Johnny Gargano's final few moments in about, I don't know why I went to that segment, so just cue the music, future me. So to address, like, what we plan to do with this booking, I feel like I need to discuss what my issues were with Johnny's exit. It has nothing to do with Johnny Gargano, the wrestler, or his work as a character. It's just his presence on television and the inevitable exit. Granted, the emotional goodbye had me in tears. I was near, near... I, okay, I broke down crying. It was really bad. But my issue, as we have alluded to, was Grayson Waller. <laughs> I I understand why you put it there. It's an inspired choice to have him beat up Mr. Jonals Gargano, but I don't think it really works. That's just kind of me. I get the whole wrestling tradition that you that when you're leaving a promotion you leave lying on your back it's a great saying it's useful it promotes younger talent but Grayson had next to no connection with the Gargano character any connection barring maybe one match which was the war games match in which he wasn't really a huge vocal point of it I think there's an argument to say that Braun Breaker was the star of that team I, it, it, to me Gargano's exit should have been left as it is. It's incredibly, it's a huge moment in the promotion's history. And while Gargano discusses it in the promo itself, for me, the tagline for the story I want to give away for Johnny Gargano is, and what could be his final moments in the promotion, a face of NXT looks towards horizons greater than titles. Becoming a father. Because that's really the crutch that, like, ties this whole thing together. It's Gargano leaving for grander pastures that involve him becoming a dad. It's a full circle thing from him starting in NXT. And then that gets all, like, cut off by the fact that Grayson Waller comes in. It's like, oh, I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to beat him up real good. So that's kind of my issue, is that if you knew this guy was going to leave... Why wasn't he put in front of, like, more 
younger guys before he left. Like a Carmelo Hayes in a singles match. How did we never get Carmelo Hayes versus Gargano in a singles match? What? <laughs> Why? Ah! That's or like a, just a regular singles match with Braun Breaker. Granted, the Lana match was awesome, but there was so much potential to use Gargano as a stepping stone for a bunch of younger talent to establish them on this clearly a brand that needs a lot of establishing considering the past few months of its creation it it's weird to me that we got this kind of last minute with Gargano which kind of tells me they were assuming he was still gonna be there so of course in the world of fantasy booking we have the power of hindsight we have the power of you know looking back into the past so allow me to do something very simple that I'm sure anybody can do and that is book the final few months of Johnny Gargano allow me to have a bit of a go so for context before we get into the booking itself I am mostly going to be booking Johnny Gargano's time in NXT 2.0 basically starting from the very first episode of 2.0 to his eventual exit pretty much over a week ago where he was attacked by Grayson Waller. So, because this is a rebooking, I feel it's kind of necessary to mention some of the stuff that I'm probably going to be keeping throughout this. And I'll give some basic justifications. So one, the index wedding. That actually doesn't need to change. That's where our story begins. And quite frankly, it's actually pretty damn solid for what it is. It's a good explanation. It's a character art conclusion for Johnny. And it's a great one to sort of cater into the next part of his story, which we shall be coming into. So our story begins on September 14th, 2021. The Index Wedding. It goes exactly how you'd see it. Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell getting married. And honestly, it's quite a fun segment. I, I'm not going to lie to you, I really enjoyed it. And for that reason, we don't really need to change much except really the ending of it. The only thing that we really add to the end of the segment is just, you know, a little bit of a post-marriage celebration. Because when the hell do wrestling weddings go well? So during this, we have Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis have a very brief, and I do mean brief, exchange. Where Johnny basically says to Loomis take care of her she's going to need you as he walks away kind of allowing the couple to have their happy wedding time and during this time off while Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell on their honeymoon the very next week on NXT Johnny kind of explains what he said to Loomis in a in-ring interview he says that NXT has been his home it will always continue to be his home but as a person who's at the top of the division, he acknowledges there's a bunch of young and up-and-coming talent who want to step up. And so he implores any of them to come out and face him. Of course, this leads to an attack from behind by a man that we, we know incredibly well by now, Grayson Waller, who immediately attacks Gargano from the back and begins assaulting him. Gargano attempts to, of course, fight back and brawl to the back, where eventually Grayson Waller cuts this promo on the next week of NXT. He says that Gargano is a figment of the past. He may represent the heart and soul of NXT, but that heart has gotten stale. Grayson Waller 
promises a new era in NXT, one that doesn't try to sugarcoat everything that he says for the sake of, say it with me now, you people. <laughs> you know I had to get a you people promo in there. This of course leads to a series of tag team matches leading up to an eventual like big singles match that will eventually be a number one contenders match for a North American championship, which I'm sure we're all familiar with. During this, we get a several series of tag matches between Grayson Waller and uh, Duke Hudson against Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano, who's back from his honeymoon. Way! Throughout these matches, the story is being told that Gargano is starting to lose a bit of a step. Despite being the heart and soul of NXT, his matches are now appearing too predictable to members of this new 2.0 era, easily getting out of super kicks, the Gargano escape, and various other moves. So much so that the finish of the match sees Gargano being unable to assist Dexter Loomis in time to getting a pin. No assistance from... Like Grayson Waller, it's just Johnny's body giving out at the last minute, not being able to save the pin for Dexter. It's at this point where we start to see Johnny just looking a little bit more disheveled, looking a little bit more disappointed in himself. He won't say anything to Indy Hartwell or Dexter Loomis or ask, are you okay, Johnny? And he just says nothing. He just kind of nods his head and walks away. This eventually leads to a match between Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano, advertised for a fortnight away in which we get an exchange between the pair. Grayson Waller further solidifies his point that Johnny Gargano is losing a step. He may be a triple crown champion, but where is there left to go for Gargano? And he says very quickly, nowhere, except to the feet and to the floor of Grayson Waller. Of course, Johnny tries to retort this and he he says, honestly, yes, I have lost a step. I have lost a step. And, you know, I have very multiple things going on through my mind. I have a child to take care of, potentially at home. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful daughter-in-law and son-in-law here in NXT. And I have all of these incredible people here who, as long as I'm still able to walk, as long as I'm still able to talk, and still, as long as I'm able to go, I will keep fighting for them. That is my NXT. And as long as I am here, nobody's gonna take that away from me. So it's at this point, of course, there is, of course, a brawl between the two. As, at the very next week, we get the build-up to Johnny versus Grayson Waller, in which the winner will receive a North American title match at Halloween Havoc against either Carmelo Hayes, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, or even a Santos Escobar, if you remember this period. And of course, the match goes like this. Johnny Gargano struggles to face a lot of this new offense by Grayson Waller, who the commentary is putting over that all these young and up-and-coming talent are all bring out this new and impressive moves that, you know, a lot of the older roster before the rebranding had never seen before. Because NXT brings on such a big, wide variety of people. And so it's at this point, Johnny keeps struggling. He struggles, he manages to hit the final beat DDT, and just as it looks like he's about to win, 
Grayson Waller gets his feet on the rope and it's really sad. It's disappointing. It's looking like Johnny is on his last legs as Grayson Waller goes for a big boot and Johnny barely, and I mean barely, gets a roll up for the victory. Putting over Grayson Waller is this big new threat in NXT who doesn't really care about anybody else but himself and also puts him in line for a North American title. The title that he has really made in NXT since a lot of the big major talents call-ups to the main roster. And thus it is set for Halloween Havoc, Johnny Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes. Who is going to win the NXT North American Championship as we go into Act 2? Now, much like in real life at this point, Johnny Gargano interrupts the newly crowned North American champion Carmelo Hayes, pretty much cutting a near-identical promo to the one that we saw in 2.0, but with a little bit of added edge that Carmelo now states the similar thing to Grayson Waller, and it's that he doesn't have it anymore. You've proved yourself time and time again throughout the years of NXT, but this is a new breed. Now, this is NXT 2.0. This is a new generation. You are no longer the future of this company. And he easily raises up the North American title alongside Trick Williams and says that I am the future of this company. And with this, we have several singles matches between pretty much the inverses of them in the build-up to Halloween Havoc, which is surprising because we never got a Halloween Havoc themed North American title match on that show, which was very odd to me. But yeah, so in the build we have Johnny Gargano facing Trick Williams and eventually beating Trick Williams on several occasions. And we have Carmelo Hayes taking on Dexter Loomis, who is severely banged up after having several attacks from Carmelo Hayes in order to get to Johnny Gargano. So it is during this that Johnny once again starts to show that signs of rust. He's He's taken off some of the confidence. He's trying to slowly adapt his style to be a little bit more unpredictable to the NXT roster. But some of them are just catching on just a little bit too quickly. And this all leads to Halloween Havoc. You know, the one with Chucky in it. And we get our nice little spin the wheel of da 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 It's two out of three falls. And so the story of this is pretty much the story that we've been telling throughout a lot of Johnny's matches as of late in this. It's that Johnny has the heart to keep going, but his body is just simply giving out. The very first exchange between the two, having a group of little bits of like chain grappling. Some very creative counters to their finishes allows Carmelo Hayes to quickly score a roll-up off before a counted final beat to pick up the very first fall of the match. Johnny attempts to go for a set of like dives and cans that we all know from Johnny Gargano, but he's just a little bit too slow. And he tries to think more wisely about the situation. He tries to take advantage of the situation that is around him, like the interference from Trick Williams and various other figures. Dexter Loomis is still relatively injured, which was one of the main key things for Indy Hartwell at the time. So, of course, Johnny is struggling as well during this. Johnny kind of has what I think would be shocking here, because we didn't really give much of a win to Grayson Waller here. But Carmelo 
pins Gargano fairly clean in the second fall. Johnny doesn't get that magical second fall to tie it up to three. This is in many ways a huge, some would say a major upset for Johnny Gargano to lose such a way to a point where at the end of the match he sits on the side of the apron almost kind of distraught. He he has that almost like thousand yard stare to him like this was one of the biggest matches of my career to this point and he let everybody down. The heart is starting to beat less and less and less. As we head into next week, Johnny Gargano is he's not as cheery as before. The goofiness of the way starts to slowly slip away. He looks like he hasn't had a huge amount of sleep. He looks stressed. He grabs the microphone and he says, I'm sorry to the people. I'm sorry that I let everybody down at Halloween Havoc. I did everything that I could, but Carmelo was just simply a better man that night. And it, I hate to say it, it got me thinking that maybe the heart and soul of NXT doesn't need to be here anymore. Maybe this new crop of talent can handle things on their own. Maybe Johnny doesn't wrestle anymore and he drops the microphone and he walks away and on the same night that we get this very I guess sudden sort of thought process coming from Gargano on the same night we have an interaction between Champa and Braun Breaker that is very similar to what we've had prior the sort of Braun Breaker saying hey I I can't do a Braun Breaker voice. <laughs> if you want to hear it, check out the other episode on Johnny Bowl. But yes, Braun still saying that he could easily beat Champa for the NXT Championship. Gargano, not Gargano. Gargano isn't there. Champa, of course, just saying you've only really got a 33% chance of winning. And of course, during this, Champa says, as long as I'm on top, there ain't no NXT 2.0. Goldie stays with me. And of course, this leads to a surprising attack from the North American champion, Carmelo Hayes, who we've discussed as kind of believing that he is the true champion of NXT. Starts to brawl with Champa, with Trick Williams. And this brings out, of course, Johnny Gargano. And we get, for the first time in a while, a very brief but simple DIY interaction where they're fending off members of the 2.0 roster, Carmelo and Trick, and they just have a brief little exchange with each other. They look at each other, and Gargano, looking a little disheveled, walks away. It's during this that, well, what happens during this point? Pete Dunne begins challenging for the North American title. Johnny, still kind of disheveled, starts to really sort of like consider his options. We get various interviews asking, what is the next thing for Johnny Gargano? And he's just still in that very sort of like sad state. As we get our very first inklings of war games as uh, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, Salt, Tommaso Ciampa. Pete Dunne comes out for the save because he wants the North American title. LA Knight comes out and of course during this we see a very reluctant Johnny Gargano sitting at the entrance ramp of, of the NXT 2.0 
2.0 stage. Jesus, that's a tongue twister. And he doesn't do anything. He walks away as it is quickly announced by William Regal, as it should have been during this, that War Games is happening. So yes, that is a thing that happens. We get the build to War Games from this very point. LA Knight and Pete are discussing who could be the final member of Team 1.0. And of course, Champ is immediately saying Gargano. He's in the ring. He's begging Gargano to come out, who's still in this saddened state. And Champa cuts this incredibly heartfelt promo, saying, Remember what we were, Johnny. Remember what you still are. You represent NXT 1.0 better than anybody else on this team. Sure, I'm the NXT champion, but I wasn't here day in and day out like you were, Johnny. I wasn't there in the trenches when I had a broken ACL or an injured knee. It was you, Johnny. It was you who kept NXT going. It was you who brought NXT to heights that he had never seen before. You are Johnny Wrestling. You are Johnny NXT. And of course, it's at this point, Gargano, we start to see that fire in his eyes slowly come back. He says that if there's anybody out there who's going to teach those punks a lesson, it's going to be you. And I can't think of anybody better to join and be the fourth member of this team. And Champa gets out his hand, despite all the beef of DIY in the past. And Gargano... He puts his hand out as LA Knight slaps it away and says, No, 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 no. You want to bring this guy in? The guy who has more mental problems right now than a freaking Muppet. He does not deserve to be on this team. He doesn't carry NXT like we do anymore. Tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you can beat me in the main event of NXT... Tonight, I will give you, I will accept you as the final member of this team. Which, of course, Johnny Gargano manages to win because it's very odd to me that LA Knight was in this team and not, like, Cameron Grimes or, you know, insert somebody else who was still there. Even Dexter Loomis. I feel like they've had more narrative significance to 2.0, but that's a different thing. Okay, moving on. And with it... We have the build to war games where just like before Gargano is unable to win the ladder match against you know Braun Breaker for war games. We have you know the whole thing about hey stop this is Johnny's night as this is his very first war games potentially his last war games all the custom gear stuff that was happening in real life with Gargano absolutely keep that in. Keep the result of Gargano and like Champa having their little exchanges as DIY and him willingly willing to take the knee to the face for Champa to almost pick up the win. Absolutely keep all of those things in. But have it where Gargano once again takes the fall and loses the fall to Braun Breaker, establishing him for a future NXT title shot. And have this broken down Gargano slowly rise to his feet. As Champa simply looks on. Just like, you did your best, buddy. 
you did your best. As Gargano walks away. And that is the end of Act 2. This is a very short one, but how is this ending going to go in the final moments? I think you all know at this point, but we're getting to it. So let's see. And so we are finally at Act 3. Johnny Gargano steps out into the NXT universe. He doesn't cut any corners. He says that his contract expires tonight. He says that tonight is the end of Johnny Wrestling. And as he says that, he starts talking about his wife, his future son, eventually to be conceived, uh, his time in NXT. And just as it's about to end, he, he says that he can't end his time in NXT without really doing the NXT universe justice. And that's living up to his nickname, Johnny Wrestling. And he he basically says that through all of his time in NXT, there's always been one story that never really had a proper ending. And he calls out Tommaso Ciampa for one more match for the NXT Championship. To finally get that conclusion in front of fans that they never got in their trilogy of matches. Champa is reluctant, basically saying that he doesn't want to fight him anymore. This is his moment. I I respect what you're doing, but I, I, I just can't do it. I can't be the one to retire Johnny Wrestling. And Gargano immediately slaps Champa in the face and he says, Is that the psycho? Is that the partner I rose through the ranks with? The psycho killer? When we came here, we had a mission. To knock down any door to make this dream happen. The Dusty Classic, management, and even ourselves if we got in the way of our own moments. You live and breathe this brand just as much as I do. If there's anybody in NXT who can send me out on a high note, it's not Braun Breaker. It's not Duke Hudson. It's not Carmelo Hayes. It's you. So let's end it this. Like how we knew it was meant to end. No tricks. Just you, and me, and this canvas. And so it's set up. Gargano versus Champa, one more time. The epilogue to their ever-so-established trilogy. A match that showcases the beauty of the old ways as a sort of swan song to the old NXT 1.0. Gargano plays the hits, even busting out a fairy tale ending and a DIY superkick to Champa. Champa wails Gargano with a knee after knee after knee, where we get to kind of the closing stretch of the match. Champa, very much similar to their very first match at the Cruiserweight Classic, Champa undoes his knee brace and he prepares to deliver a running knee, but he can't. He sees Gargano in this helpless state as he's slowly and struggling to get to his feet, and Gargano, he in his slowly his eyes beginning to open looks over the champer with that little bit of energy he still got left in and he goads champer he goads him to go for the knee he says finish me and johnny immediately as champer goes for the knee falls to the mat champer unable to connect with that knee champer immediately pulls gargano up to him and he hugs him and he says 
the very simple words to a semi-unconscious Johnny Gargano. Thank you. As he hits the fairy tale ending for the one, two, three. Champa regains and retains the NXT Championship, but before he even grabs Goldie, he hugs Gargano, laying on the mat unconscious, immediately as the bell rings. Champa holds up Goldie, but quickly goes to Gargano as he regains consciousness. As we relive the old Cruiserweight Classic spot where they both sit in the middle of the ring, seeing what NXT has become from their own image, their own time working together. And with it, Gargano gives a few final send-off words, saying that NXT will and will forever be the greatest adventures of his life. So now I must embark on a different journey. A journey to become a father. Thank you, NXT. Thank you. We close the show with Rebel Heart as the NXT roster floods the entrance as Johnny Wrestling Chants fill the closing segment. And that's how it would end the story of the Rebel Heart. The guy who, for many people, is the heart and soul of NXT. That's how I would book Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's how I would do it. It's... There wasn't really much you really needed to change with Gargano's story. We discussed it throughout the episode, but... Gargano had a very good run in NXT. I think barring a couple of minor changes here and there that weren't specifically major changes, Gargano's journey, it's awe-inspiring for like a professional wrestler, a storyteller. And honestly, for me, just the final acts of him, even when we're not even talking about my own weird idea, it, it's something that's just really nice and wholesome to see. And granted, maybe you could still use, like, a Duke Hudson there, or a Grayson Waller, or insert wrestler to attack Gargano, and you know what? It, it worked fine for what it is, uh, despite how I said it before. But there's something so special about going back to Champa and having that be the true, like, swan son to usher in this new era of 2.0 that feels like it's only really starting. And maybe that's just me, and... That's just my own personal opinion. But what did you guys think? Did you like this idea? Did you not? Did you think this was even a good idea in the first place? L let me know on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Maybe even tell me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. Maybe even other social media platforms if I'm there. Because those are all things that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounded enthusiastic. <laughs> Anyways, yes, this is the end of the episode. If you like this podcast, please consider giving it a follow, maybe even subscribing on your favorite podcast app. If you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, your go-to review podcasting app, do feel free to consider leaving a review. It helps out the podcast a bunch. It makes the random work I do feel ever so more satisfying than it already does. And with that, I'm just going to wrap it up here. Thank you all so much for listening, and remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. 
See you all. Good night, everybody.